0: Hi, this is Declan Shalvey, artist, former artist of Moon Knight, and you're listening to Into the Night, the Moon Knight podcast.
1: Welcome back, loony listeners. You are listening to Into the Night, the Moon Knight podcast. Uh, You are with both of your High Priests of Khonshu for this episode. I am one of them, Ray, and joining me is Rebecca. Rebecca, hello.
2: Hello. (laughs) Hello. (laughs) I'm finding it
1: really hard to introduce. Hi, guys. Nice to be back. Yeah, no, it's great to have have you back, Rebecca, as well. Um, Of course, Trying to get Rebecca on for the new issues, but also for our idle chat segments, which will be all about understanding DID. So we're up to part three in this idle chat. So uh, welcome, listeners. It should be a a good one. Uh, Of course, before we kick off uh, last week, I want a big thank you to Drew for coming on the show, and uh, Drew is also one of the sponsors. Uh, You can listen to his music. Uh, under the tag Tombs or Lurk Music in SoundCloud or Bandcamp. Also, Daniel Doing, a great cosplayer and also uh, his issue 5 of Fringe Night coming out, so check out his independent comic book, Fringe Night. It's on Patreon too, if you want to support it. Uh, CLZ CLZ Comics by Collectors.com. <laughs> uh, really great database. Uh, they've got now key appearances uh, m- marked automatically for, for issues. So, f- you know, for all those love loving to catalogue their works, go check them out for sure. Very cheap price as well, affordable. And finally, Dreamland Comics from Schoenberg, Illinois. A fantastic online store for your back issue needs. Uh, so, yeah, Rebecca, I'm uh, so glad to have you Back on the show, uh, we're winding down towards the end of the year, but um, I'm glad that yeah. we, yeah, glad that we got to meet to have a little bit of a chin wag, um, and yeah, yeah, we've mm. we got
2: another issue to come right before the end of the year. Yes,
1: uh, I think yeah, yes, December twenty second, right? Maybe. Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah, a Christmas issue. Maybe. Yeah,
1: we're going to have to plan that. Um, uh, yes, we'll plan
2: that. Yeah, we'll have to plan that very carefully. But I have a little bit less work around that week, so it might be easier okay. because of that. So right. but yes we'll do whatever so yeah if we don't get to it immediately blame yeah. christmas but we will get to it
1: Absolutely so, absolutely very
2: excited about this one
1: Yes um, and, and I've uh, I've clocked off already from work <laughs> So mentally. So uh yeah, so it's all good. I mean mentally I clogged up <laughs> a while ago.
2: Yeah.
1: Um no I had a
2: very crazy week this week. But um yeah, no cool. This is uh this is interesting. Sorry we're delayed with this one. We had things happen mm-hmm. to both of us. Yeah. That uh that meant that it was it's been really hard to schedule this one but we wanted to get it done so oh yeah
1: absolutely and, and a huge thank you again uh, for listeners that have seen on the tin uh, understanding DID it's part three uh, what we do is um, we have a fantastic loony member in the group uh, Lena part of a DID system and and they have helped us uh, understand DID a bit more uh, and and kind of dispel some myths uh, we're up to our third part now so Lena's submitted a an essay, which generally Rebecca and I will go through uh, and just discuss uh, just anything that we find interesting, uh, just some things that maybe have surprised us or we've learnt, uh, and we'll see how we go. Rebecca, you mentioned as well, uh, you've got handy the Jeff Lemire and Chris yes. Small, yes, issue 10.
2: Yes, issue uh, 10, which is uh, what this is based on. So, mm-hmm. pull out your issue 10s. It's quite an interesting one for me, obviously, because... Uh at the same time as it deals with the DID, it deals with you you've got touches of the Judaism in there. Mm-hmm. Um I think this is also the the issue I have signed by Mr. Smallwood. Oh, so. Nice. Yep. So, <laughs> Fantastic. Did, you, did um, you leave
1: any special message or, or is it just a signature? Or? I
2: have a little No, it's a, there's a little little moon night remark on it. So nah. I was very lucky. Very, very lucky to get it. So Fantastic. it's like if you're talking about Pride of Place and all my sadness at not having the hardcover. Looking at this cover sometimes makes it feel a bit better.
1: Ah, nice, nice. But don't forget as well, Rebecca. I think it's February or March. The complete... I
2: just ordered it this morning. No, yeah, awesome. It literally awesome. before we came online because I was looking at the hardcover on eBay, mm-hmm. and I was like, you know what? I just want. The collection. Yes. So I will. I I'm stupid that I didn't buy the hardcover. That is on me. But I am. I will order the uh the paperback right now. Um, and it comes out on my birthday, so it's kind of yes. like a present to myself. So if anybody <laughs> wants to to know when my birthday is it's around, <laughs> night. um, I also ordered the little Marvel verse one as well. Yeah,
1: I've noticed that's really like cheap compared to it. So I know they've released other Marvel verses of other characters. It must be just like a. Is it like an anthology, it's, right? Uh, just
2: it's, a... it's it's literally literally like a very brief intro to the character.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: So um, if I just have a quick look at what it's got in it, I, it lists what it's got in it. So I think it's like uh, obviously Werewolf by Night.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, let's have a look. It has Werewolf by Night thirty two and thirty three, Knight thirteen, number yeah. eighty, uh, Moonlight Annual two thousand nineteen, and material from the Amazing Spider. 20, 1963
1: Wow, so it's got the annual so, 2019 as well, that's interesting
2: Yeah, yeah. Mm. I don't know why the amazing I mean, Amazing Spider-Man, I guess Oh, I think that might be I don't know why it's got that
1: I think that's a one, I don't know, I think it's a one Where he's kind of in the coffin, I don't, I don't know Yeah, it's Um, It must be some some sort yeah,
2: of Yeah, it's a Moon Knight-centric, because she steals yeah. some expensive loop to become the Secretary of the National Crime Syndicate Okay Right. So uh, a nice. T- so that's it's an interesting mix. Some yep. would say that it might set you up for the TV show. Um Ooh, yeah, true. I, I I don't know. I think it's more just meant to be an introduction to the character and showing him with some of your faves. Mm-hmm. Um yep. Usually in the UK we get a little um, Panini put out a collection for each ah, of yes. the TV shows
0: mm-hmm.
2: um, and films. Sometimes, like yesterday, I was at the cinema. Sorry, we're going off track here. No. <laughs> yesterday, I was at the cinema. Like, I popped into the newsagent because I really wanted chocolate, and they had the, uh, the Eternals panini, the first six mm. issues of the Eternals. It's a much cheaper way than buying the actual trade, yeah. but it is a trade. So I bought that. But they also had the One Division one, and the Falcon and the Winter Soldier one. So, so they're usually just like collections. of.
1: Okay. Was the Eternals, that was that the, the latest Eternals run? Versus... Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Was, yeah,
2: because cool. I, I was thinking I wanted to buy that in trade anyway, mm. and uh, I didn't know what they'd have in. I, like, I thought it might be the Neil Gaiman run or something, but no, mm. it's the uh, Kieran Gillen one. Okay. So I was like, oh, okay. I mean, unfortunately, the second volume probably won't come out in the same format, yeah. but it's quite nice to have this one at least. So yeah. I just, things I think picked up while going to the cinema. Let's
1: put it that way. See they and they So say, I'm looking forward to them <laughs> yeah, They just they say chocolate's bad for you. So you know look what you uh, look what yeah. you got. Look what you got. You, look what you came I
2: got said, yeah.
1: <laughs> well, that's cool. That's cool. I yeah. have we talked about we have talked about oh we have talked about the Eternals. Um, I think yeah, I think so. I think we did it yeah. while I was dri- <laughs> did it while I was driving. Yeah.
2: Um, oh god, yeah we did. So excited. That was so funny. Yeah. I was typing and Ray was replying in voicemail.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I just watched it. It was good. Anyway, we were getting off a tangent, but uh, yeah, yes. I enjoyed it. Back I, in. I enjoyed it. Um it's- so anyway, yeah, so this issue ten you said it has got big things um in it, uh D I D but also the, the Judaism as well. So um yeah, let's let's get into it, uh, Rebecca. Like always, do you want to just we'll just do alternate paragraphs?
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: Cool. Um, do you want to kick off?
2: Ooh. Yeah, sure. Because cool. they a nice short. All right. <laughs> uh, Understanding DID Part Three. Uh, it's based around Lemire Smallwood Ten, Death and Birth Part One. Uh, hello, fellow loonies. It's Lena again. Here again. Here with another exploration of the representation of DID in Moon Knight. Comics. Uh, in this article, we we'll explore topics such as the difference between imagery, uh, sorry, imaginary friends and alters, the importance of internal worlds, the portrayal of mental health professionals in comics, and the definition and explanation of introject alters.
1: Oh, that's interesting because I I know There's
2: that really interesting stuff in this. Yes,
1: yeah. we touched upon the introject alters before, uh, so yeah. yeah, okay, and also um, difference between imaginary friends and alters. That will be cool. Uh, yeah. Yeah, this issue began some years ago in Chicago, although we can pinpoint it probably to mid to late 80s due to the items in Mark's room. (laughs) That's true. A young Mark Spector is drawing with sidewalk chalk outside his apartment building when he meets another young boy about the same age who introduces himself as Stephen Grant. Mark takes Stephen up to his apartment to show him his bedroom as they chat about their dad's plans for the future and toys. It seems like a normal interaction between two boys that are becoming fast friends until Mark's father walks in the room and we see from his perspective that Mark is the only young boy in the room
2: that bedroom like that was that, that was, was cool. that was a major point of our discussion about this issue I seem to remember <laughs> I as think like, so. trying to identify all the things in the bedroom a lot of pop culture
1: <laughs> yeah and it's just a fantastic art yeah I remember oh no,
2: it's just. Unbelievable! It was the Max Headroom thing, and his dad yes. looks so great as well. Yes. I oh, God. Just I, I just thank you for bringing me back to Luria Smallwood. I'm just like, like once again blown away by the art. But yes, <laughs> um, you can literally see the and it, and it ends with the like that little section ends with the concern and sadness on his dad's face.
1: Mm-hmm. But
2: you know, Mark doesn't just carrying on as normal, playing with his toys.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. So, sorry, I thought I'd clear my throat before I start this one. So, this initial scene in pages one to four exhibits two common misconceptions about DID. The first is that types of imaginary friends that many young kids create for themselves are similar to DID or can develop into DID. If anyone listening to this has that fear for their own children, I can reassure you that imaginary friends and alters are two entirely separate things. Imaginary friends are basically fictional playmates that a child events in order to help them work out difficult thoughts or emotions such as fears, anxieties, goals for the future. They're not classified as a mental disorder and they're generally seen as a normal childhood phenomenon that children would grow out of. Alters, on the other hand, are a literal divergence of the child's sense of identity into two or more identities, which happens on a subconscious level due to intense trauma. Once a pattern of creating alters has been established, they can also be created from stressful situations or a general emotional need that the system has that cannot be met by any of the current alters. But these type of alters are still created on a subconscious level, not invented consciously. Mm, okay. So that's the first thing. Yes. And I think reading it, I'm aware of that. Mm-hmm. But... Um, I. I think reading this, we were aware of that, is what I should say, and almost willing as outsiders to excuse it as still better than what we'd had in the past. Yeah, but I think Lena right. actually goes on to explain a much better way of seeing this. Um, yeah,
1: I, I mean, I see also as well. I mean, to, to be honest, um, you give me too much credit, Rebecca, when I first did read because <laughs> I did, <laughs> um, I did fall into the trap of, you know, having this this. Uh, imaginary friend and associating that with his because you know we all know that mark specter moon knight has no D- that's D- what D- i mean oh that's okay. what i mean i think yeah. i
2: think i think we did like that did trigger it but i still thought uh. this is better than how we've seen oh, D I yeah. D like portrayed in in other in in past issues right
1: right yes um, Yeah. yeah
2: but i think lena goes on to sort of almost excuse us um <laughs> for that so um but this is why it's so great To be learning about this, and I—did you have a childhood imaginary friend? Um, I don't think I did. I didn't. I I think I always wanted.
1: Me too. I always kind of. But I also
2: read Chucky very young, and then I didn't want one anymore. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that's a
1: blast from the past. Yeah, I remember that. Right. Yeah, we're old,
2: so like, but yeah, so like once, once I read Chucky,
1: very happy. But my
2: sister had an imaginary friend. And nobody worried about it. So
1: I, I, um, it fascinated me. I always just wanted, like like yourself, always wanted one, and just wanted to. know. Yeah, I one like, fa- wanted one, and yeah. I was like,
2: why Why don't I have one? Like, am just, I do I feel that badly about myself that like, I don't even yeah. want a friend?
1: Like, <laughs> and um, then you kind of get down the trap of trying to fabricate one. <laughs> it's almost yeah, like falsely like, pretending had to had one? have one. Yeah, it like,
2: becomes this like yeah imaginary of imaginary. Like I'm daydreaming about the imaginary friend I don't actually have. <laughs> yeah. um, so uh, yeah, but, I, mean, but I, I think a lot of parents do worry. Um, you're right, and, um, and I don't think my parents did, but my my parents were pretty chill about almost everything. Yeah, so like I think when my sister had an imaginary friend, it was just okay. It's that stage of development. So
1: I I think also it reminds me of um, that English uh, Drop Dead Fred. Is that Drop Dead Fred? Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. Awesomely funny uh, movie yeah. with Rick Mayle. If i
2: had one, I would have. I would have liked him. To yeah, be I like would have Drop loved Dead one Fred. as well, um, but not like Chucky. <laughs> no,
1: not like Chucky. But um, but in Drop Dead Fred, I think it's different because she takes him into her adulthood, and and that's I guess when yeah. you do. Uh, and she is it Phoebe Phoebe Kate. that's when you do yeah. start yeah. to worry. Um, I I guess you should worry if if you do take him on because uh, as Lena says, I I I think my impression is that yeah, adults usually consider that the kids will kind of grow out of it. Um, and, yeah, as they grow up and they socialise more or whatever or they create, you know, real-life friends, then then that tends to go away. But uh, I think it's only once they reach adulthood. But in this Lemire run, uh, Mark is still a little boy. So, yeah.
2: It's... Yeah, he's a kid. Yeah. And uh, and still, ob- still observant clearly within the home to be wearing his kippah mm. indoors. So, <laughs> yes. you, you know it's it's interesting but like uh it's interesting because you don't really see if his dad's wearing one but you have to assume he is because yes. you have to assume they're wearing one all the time mm-hmm. if he's wearing one now
1: yeah and, and also as well with the i guess um just from what we had learnt before as well it's not necessarily you don't necessarily see a a, a, like a vision or image in front of you of someone else, like you, you, I guess, yeah, it's all yeah, within it's the more the internalized, internalized, yeah, exactly. So, um, point of difference here, but I think Lemire, I do, yeah, I do believe he kind of used that imaginary friend thing to kind of insinuate, um, you know, maybe the start of what Mark may have. But as Lena said, it it's kind of chalk and cheese. Yeah. Um, so going on, Lena says, Having said all of that, it is possible for DID systems to mistake actual alters for imaginary friends. Uh, I have talked to several other DID systems online who have said that after they were diagnosed as DID and started to meet their alters, uh, they realised that they had talked to some of them when they were a child, but later dismissed, them, dismissed it as imaginary friends that they grew out of. It's also possible for a DRD system to also have imaginary friends in addition to alters. When we were younger, we had an imaginary friend and many years later found out that it was invented by one of our alters named Denise D. Uh, it was her uh, it was her role in our system to keep the secret of our multiplicity f- uh, from ourselves by keeping our un- internal and external worlds separate. And she must have thought we were getting too close to discovering our internal world and needed to be distracted. Oh, interesting. However, it seems that Lemire was trying to imply that Stephen Grant was an, an imaginary friend was sorry an imaginary friend of Marks that later evolved into an actual alter, and that's not the way DID works. So, yeah,
2: yeah. I think uh, I think that's that's what I said. I think um, mm-hmm. I like Lena's inter- I like Lena. I mean, I'm. Fascinated by the idea that, of course, anyone with DID could have an imaginary friend as well—that's separate mm. from the DID—but also that they could mistake an alter for an imaginary friend, yeah. because that makes sense within what we all know about children and imaginary friends. And 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 um, I, I agree. I'm not sure that's what Lemire was going for. No, like, yeah. I think that it's too good an understanding, <laughs> and I would love it to have been. But like, yeah. um, but also, you know, we still all know that this is a run that i think at least tries to tackle these things yeah. um better and using better terminology and stuff like that um i am not excusing that i just think that like, you know i just keep wanting to flag it up because like just remember, I just think how badly it could have been done. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I like. I mean, of course, like, why shouldn't someone with the also have imaginary friends? And and again, each of their alters could have an imaginary friend. Mm. You know, they could have imaginary friends that knew several alters. I guess I don't know. That's yeah. a that's a more in depth question for Lena at some point. Yeah. Um But I I I think that's kind of a crux of of what she's explaining to us here. And um, I thought. That was that's the key is like that, that it doesn't work. What the implication that Lemire's making isn't doesn't doesn't work. Yeah, but there is a way it could have worked. Mm. I,
1: I wonder also as well. I mean, if Lena has, I think, brought this up uh, with having writers similar to how Jed McKay uh, got some consultation on, on Judaism, maybe yeah, having a yeah. consult uh, a consultant on on D.I.D. I mean, I I don't know whether you know, timeframes and deadlines. Yeah.
2: But I know it's absolutely true. If you can Mm. run, if you can run things past a couple of Jewish writers, Mm -hmm. you can find either a psychologist or someone with the ID um, to at least, you know, like take out abject fallacies. You know, you still, I mean, like you're still not going to get everything perfect. You ask because you ask two Jews things, you'll end up with three answers. Yeah. But I, I think it is incumbent on them more and more to check certain things. And I think those the those are the things that should be checked. Mm. Is that like, I haven't made total balls up of it kind of thing.
1: Yeah. Because no. we, we
2: are it doesn't living... have to be perfect because no. it doesn't have to be perfect because the characters you're writing don't aren't encyclopedically knowledgeable about the topics. True like you know like mark doesn't have to be a jewish scholar exactly But he ne- yeah. he needs to know the things that somebody growing up with a rabbi would know even if they've forgotten most of them yeah like you know he yeah. doesn't need, and so he needs to know about his did and and how it man you know like yeah especially as he, we now know that he's seen he's now seen several mental health professionals
0: yeah
2: <laughs> so, yeah exactly um, so you know yeah. um so I, I do think it is increasingly incumbent on uh, any writers to do the most perfunctory of checks, which is asking mm. someone they don't mind helping for money or uh, whatever yeah. they want in return, but, like, preferably pay them. <laughs> like, True. You know? I mean... You know, and, like, I'm, sure, I'm, sure, I'm sure Jewish comic friends of Jed didn't charge him. No. But I think, in general, it should be a, a proper transaction. Yeah, for that kind of. I mean, we're, in the same way, so Al Al had a consultant for uh, the trans representation in Immortal Hulk.
1: Okay, right. Uh, okay, yeah. yeah well, so I mean, that I just makes sense. I mean, it does. W-
2: it just makes sense.
1: We're at that stage where readers are a lot more savvy, and and writers are on these, um, you know, on, and also on the details. T- the the yeah.
2: time frames you have between it being yeah. written, and it being drawn. Yes, we know comics are churned out to a certain extent, but. You know, the writing is always the first thing done,
1: mm-hmm. yeah. So
2: that that can be checked before, you know, way before lettering comes in. So
1: yeah, you know, yeah, no, for sure. Um, but yeah, uh, it's uh interesting, um, yeah, interesting how, uh, yeah, I love I love it, Lena. How you, um, you know, giving the benefit to to Lemire as well, um, you, you know, expanding on it. not not just saying, look, it's not. Um, that's just not the way. I'm trying to find out potentials in what he's writing. I don't think that's good.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: Um. Yeah, so I think it's your paragraph.
2: No, I just did it, but I will do no. another one. Oh, no, I did I do i not meant to... <laughs> oh, no, Okay, fine. All right, but... If we go with the assumption that Stephen was already an actual alter that only seemed like an imaginary friend at the time, that brings us to another common misconception about DID uh, displayed in the opening scene. Many fictional stories about DID systems show one of the identities seeing one or more of the others in the external Mm -hmm. world, i.e. as hallucination. I've heard that this can happen, but it's nowhere near as common as movies and TV would have you believe. It's far more common for us to only see and hear each other in the internal world of our own mind. Not as hallucinations coming from outside ourselves it's probably portrayed that way for the sake of clarity for the audience, but it leads to perpetuating the confusion between d and d and schizophrenia in which hallucinations are more common absolutely yes. true yes and that's on ev- a- on every ground yep. like i'm absolutely it's absolutely sure it's the only it's the easiest way to show an audience yeah but i well, yeah again, it's it's again, it, it is absolutely why we all while we went f- you know while we all. Um, misattributed yes. uh, DID in a lot of TV shows. Why? Why we have a lot of uh, mis- uh, misconceptions about schizophrenia, about DID, about um, multiple personality disorder. Is that mm-hmm. what? That, is that the official name for that now? Oh, well, I don't know.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> I'm, I, I hold my hands up if I'm wrong on that. I don't want to, you know. But like all of these things that TV and film have have linked that aren't necessarily as equivalent as we've been led to believe when we were younger. Yeah. I mean, um, I, I, yeah. It would be interesting. No, I was just going to say, oh, it's like, there's, a, there's a current TV show where I think they're doing that, but not in the same way that, I don't want to spoil anything there, and it's a very current TV show, oh, okay. but they're trying to show someone who's got a power that isn't easy to show, Oh. And I, I don't know how they're gonna. They, they kind of failed in doing it so far.
0: Oh.
2: Um. And it's be, and like I'm watching it with Zoe. who's not read the books and isn't very oh, clear okay. about what the power is. That's kind of how I'm aware of. Like it's not. Right. It's not because it is very hard to show uh, internalized mental yeah. things, and that's going to be one of the interesting things about the Moonlight TV show.
1: Well, I was, I was about to say it'd be interesting. I mean, from what we saw in that teaser. I mean, and again, it's only a teaser, 30 seconds, but it's interesting to see how that that is represented. Um, the most obvious thing was the the reflections. In, in the in the oh really? Because I
2: thought I was gonna say the most in- it obviously was the accent, right? Oh.
1: Like... <laughs> yeah. that's... oh, that, oh god. Yeah, yeah. yeah, there was that. There was that. I, think I that... would, I would
2: almost, I would almost rather they had yeah. the terrible accent than <laughs> they they misrepresented and made it too imaginary friendly, you know, like so um, too hallucination like yeah, you know, like you gotta. I mean, I, I, it's going to be interesting to see how they how they do it and it's going to be interesting to see when Mark's when they sort of how they evolve Mark's mental health yes.
0: um,
2: exposition <laughs> like whether he had it as like you know from from what we've learned from Lena yeah. something has to have happened to him as a child now whether yeah. he got the diagnosis when he was young or he only gets the or we only get the diagnosis way after the consue issue um, stuff is going to be interesting to me like how they deal with that because mm. um, yeah. he's either somebody who's known from X number of years that he's got DID and somehow uh, and has done these things afterwards, or he isn't and it becomes and it... diagnosed later. Yeah. Yeah, um, quite
1: interesting. So, yeah, those which, two scenarios.
2: Yeah, so yeah. That, that is going to be interesting, and that's why it's interesting to to hear from Lena on some of these things, that the misconceptions, because they're also misconceptions Mark and his family could have. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'm very interested. I mean, like obviously, from the day one, this has always been the fear about the TV show. Mm. But, um, but yeah, I think the hallucinations – I mean, like we're, we you can accept because we also don't know if these hallucinations that we saw in the trailer with the um, with the mirror and stuff mm-hmm. like that is a direct result of what's happened with being brought back to life from consu. True. Uh, True. I mean, you know, that, like, so that's, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're right. We've had 30 seconds. We cannot possibly. Yeah. I mean, we will try, but we we can't possibly <laughs> extrapolate to how they're going to deal with these things. I True. just really hope they deal with everything sensitively and that they've had yes um, consultants along.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, along. But we will. I mean, um, alongside the Jim McKay run as well. As you say, Rebecca, we've got that other aspect which is outside of DID, and which Jed has made sure has he's distinguished apart from DID. Uh, you know, Conchu's effect on Mark's brain. Yeah. So yeah. So that's that's going to be interesting. Yeah. I mean, there's so much to, oh gosh, to try uh, try and I guess represent in the TV show, um, but then t- try to distinguish between. Um, will be quite interesting. Um,
2: and you know what else? I yeah. hope they do. I hope they have. Um... I hope they put some information up to go alongside the TV show. Oh,
1: if it'd be like, like Prime Prime Video, like Amazon, where you have the X-ray or whatever. That would be cool. You, you know how? I, you,
2: I, no, I, I yeah. mean, I mean, like if you want to know oh. about more about the the subjects we're talking about here, this is oh, where to yeah. go. Yeah, but, you know, like yeah, you know, if you have concerns about mental health, mm-hmm. this is where you go. And oh, I, you, I just hope, hope they they yeah. they. I, I would hope that, like, especially because there's only so much they can cover in a TV show, that they would either have a um, a list of resources or they would like um, offer people places to go. Yeah did did, they, Not in did case they
1: did you know if they did
2: that? I don't think they've done f- for no. Legion? I don't
1: think they've
2: done it. No. Okay. Uh, I wonder if they did do it for Le- you know. Oh. I think there was some information about Legion, but okay. Legion is. Um, it's a little bit different. Okay. Because it wasn't a uh, fully Disney thing. It was like Fox Disney thing. Ah,
1: uh, yep, yep.
2: And, uh, yeah, I, I'd have to go back and look. But, uh, but I thought there was something. But we don't know. I, I wouldn't say yes right now. <laughs>
1: okay, fair enough.
2: Let's, let's say no.
1: Let's say no, yeah, no, true. Um, Sure, look, uh, sorry, Rebecca, I've been bouncing whether I should try my... um. My Jake Lockley accent, but I'll just, maybe later... Please, please. <laughs> is it, if it's Jake Lockley, I don't even know who it is. Uh, <laughs> um, so no the, one does. No, no one does. Um, the next paragraph, uh, Lana continues, In the next scene on pages five to eight, we see a present-day Mr Knight visiting a Jenna at her diner in a New Egypt version of New York City. When he tells Jenna that he needs to go back to the mental hospital from which he escaped in a previous issue of this run, she asks why on earth he would want to go back there. He tells her that he thinks that all of this, or at least some of it, might be in his head. When Jenna protests that she feels that she feels real, Mark tells her, You're real. At least, you're my memory of you. That's real. It's really hard to explain. I don't fully understand it myself. I can def- definitely empathise with this type of confusion. While it's unlikely that Mark is literally hallucinating pyramids and sand on top of the actual skyline of New York City, it's not all that uncommon for people with DID to have some confusion between the internal and external worlds. It's possible that all of this is occurring within Mark's mind, but it seems so real to him that he thinks it might be the external world. Then again, with this being the Marvel Universe, this could also be some literal spiritual realm to which Mark has been transported by Conchu. Yeah, or possibly Anubis. Yeah, abs- absolutely. Yeah, um, I, I don't yeah. think
2: we ever came down on what we thought. No. Was, whether we thought it was real or not. Because it is, it, as, as as Lena says, it is almost is this kind of dreamlike possibility where yes. it's like they're both possible. But mm-hmm. I do, I like big props to Mark for, if he does think it's all in his head, for eating pancakes. <laughs> 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 I too... If got I too, if in a, in a diner <laughs> in my own head, would be eating. <laughs> well,
1: you've got to treat yourself,
2: you know. <laughs> yeah, you you have to. You yeah. have to like get the food sorted, you know. But that's such
1: an interesting thing. I mean, just going back into Lemire's writing of of Jenna, like saying, "Yeah, like she, yeah." But again, of course, this could be a mind spin because it'd be Mark thinking that he's he's conjuring up this thought of Jenna thinking, you know. But I feel real.
2: Um, I so, think it is that just like I just so confused like you know mm. and like he knows how down to earth she is so of course that'd be the kind of thing she said is that I feel real yeah so it's all like you know and the sand makes it to be honest the sand makes it feel dreamlike
1: it does but we, it? Know it I mean, we know it could be happening when
2: we know it could be happening because it's a very Marvel Universe sort of thing
1: yeah um I mean we don't see many other people though I mean that's the only other no, thing as well. No, so. you
2: see barely anyone else on the streets. Yeah. You see no one else. Yeah, you yeah. see only the main players.
1: Yeah. Um but um no. Uh interesting and, and great that I mean um I mean the, the point from Lena being basically uh, there is that ambiguity for people with the DID potentially of um yeah. extrapolating what is internal and what is external. Which would make it a very um I guess would, would be very challenging at times. You
2: know? I mean, yeah, I mean, if you just feel what it's like to feel confused about anything mm. and then widen that out to feel it about identity issues and whether things are real and, you know, it is a real stop you in your moment thing about what other people have to deal with. Yeah. On top of all the other things about life. And, uh, but, you know, that's, that's not what this is about i mean it's about understanding it so that Mm -hmm. we can be compassionate about it but also understand where we've been wrong in the past and give us another level of 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 understanding into this character
0: yeah
2: um and some of what he's having to deal with alongside all the superheroics um which reminds me later towards the end remind me to tell you what somebody said in uh, a discord the other day okay (laughs) (laughs) Crazy. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> uh, right, so Mark tells Gina he has to save Crawley's soul from Anubis probably the way he wants to go back mm-hmm. uh, which may, like, may seem like it shouldn't be all that important uh, if he thinks it's not real anyway It could be that Mark thinks he can't afford to take that chance if there's even a slight possibility that it might be the actual, actual Crawley's soul or maybe he realises that even if it is within his own mind it might still see, be important to see it all through to the end Sometimes it's necessary for alters to explore our internal world to learn more about ourselves and how our mind works. The understanding of ourselves that can be gained from these types of internal quests can often help us function better in the external world. We've gone on several of these quests over the years and it's helped us to understand our own mind and how we can work together better as a system.
1: So, I mean, one of the questions then I would have to Lena is, uh, because it does fascinate me, is just how, like, how is this undertaken? Like these quests. I mean, is this is this um, laying down in the evening, you know, and and almost like meditating, or, or is it something that happens, uh, kind of beyond our, our kind of, I guess, interpretation of time, and and it's kind of just instinctual. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I found this interesting. I this,
2: guess, I guess yeah. yeah. I mean, it is interesting, but I guess it's also probably different from every system. From yeah, every true. system. Yeah. But with some similarities of i guess uh it's internal reflection but when you and i think internal reflection mm. we might be thinking about like almost meditating mm. or you know thinking about a problem for them for people with assist in a system it might be more like playing out conversations and yeah. Um, finding the you know finding the right altar to speak to about certain topics, but yeah, that'd be fascinating to know if it's not too personal or intrusive. Yeah, to know. absolutely.
1: Yeah, no, no, for sure. It's just yeah, I mean, because there's almost I mean there's the what's the adjective, Rebecca? Explorative, explorative <laughs> um, nature of it.
2: Exploratory, exploratory,
1: exploratory yeah. nature of it as well. But there would be something quite. Um, you know scary like you know because you you're you're you don't know what you you might
2: find during these things um i th- i mean it is it's always terrifying to mm. learn more about yourself but yeah. i in this case hopefully with the resolution of alters working better together yes but also i i always come back to like i wonder how it feels to to know that other people aren't having to deal with this as well like yeah
1: yeah Like, this is is their day-to-day thing. This is their, you know, way of living.
2: And and other people, like, I can say things like, oh, me and Ray just sit back and think about what to make for dinner. You know, like, mm. sit back and uh, meditate for half an hour. Um, And I never want to come across as insensitive about it, but I just, once again, I just feel so not sympathetic. I can't be empathetic. I don't know what it's like.
0: Mm.
2: I, I guess I just realising that other people are out there with hardships yeah. that you don't have. And like I, I know not everyone would be oh you know, is it's it's something that other people don't have to deal with on yeah. a day to day basis that is making your life a little bit more complicated, let's does, say. Yeah. I don't want to ex- exactly know, um, It would have to be I, I, yeah I yeah, I mean it does have to be because you know,
1: we're not doing that. Yeah, it's an extra <laughs> level of, of um, I guess, uh, of managing like you know identities and and yeah. internally. So yeah, there's extra effort and I'm involved. sure
2: I, I, I'm, I'm not. I mean, like I know I understand. I mean, obviously this thing this comes from trauma, um, mm-hmm. and I am um, from what I understand from what Lane has said previously and others I said previously is that once you start understanding it and you start to come together as a system there is a, a level of support there as well. It's not like, I don't want to make out that it's like, um, that there isn't not a benefit to it as well, but like a positive, but yes, like, I, I don't want to yes. sit here going, oh, I feel so bad for people, but I like, I just, um, but there is, you know, there is, it, it's come from a very traumatic moment and there is a support system there that probably was missing elsewhere.
1: Mm-hmm. And,
2: um, yes, Anyway, I just feel like I just want to apologize every time I try and, and say anything about it. So, um, <laughs> oh, that's, right. I mean, that's all right. We're, we're
1: learning as well. I mean, we're,
2: yeah, we're asking. I don't know yeah. what I'm saying, and please correct me. Yes. And I just don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. So. No, for sure. Yeah, exactly.
1: I'm, I'm sure as well, uh, Laina, as well, please pull us up, um, if we do. Yeah, please um, do.
2: Please do. Yeah. It's not intentional, it's just. <laughs> coming from my mind so yes right
1: curiosities um yes so after this scene we flash back again to mark's childhood when mark and his father are meeting with a child psychiatrist it's not specifically stated whether this is their very first appointment with the doctor but it seems like it at least it's at least in the fairly early stages of treatment after a brief conversation the doctor tells mark to wait out in the hall so he can talk with mark's father privately Mark obeys the doctor, but of course, since he knows the conversation will be about him, he tries to listen through the door. He only catches pieces of the discussion, but what he does hear speaks volumes. I would like to compliment the letterer of this issue, VCs Corey Petit, um, for the interesting way in which he portrayed the letters fading in and out to show the limited audibility. Yeah, true. I mean, that was really cool. Yeah, it's Um, amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you mind, Rebecca, I'll just take that little snippet after that page? No,
2: go for it, yeah. Um, yeah.
1: yeah. I want to explore each piece of what Mark hears in depth because even though it may seem plausible enough, it actually portrays several misunderstandings about the way the mental health profession works, at least from my own experience as someone who has been through a lot of therapy for many years. Yeah. Um So, yeah, a, a nice cool scene, um, but I feel Rebecca... The subsequent paragraph will kind of delve into. Um, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. I, I thank you so much for this. So, the first clip is, uh, first clip he hears is uh, very worried about serious disorder. Right, mm-hmm. so Lena says, it's very unlikely, based on what Mark and his father told the psychiatrist, that he would immediately diagnose Mark as DID. Even in adults, statistics have shown that people with DID are usually misdiagnosed for the first five to seven years of their therapeutic mm. treatment, which is. Yeah, it's wow. shocking. Yeah, like in terms of being able to letting someone start to learn to handle it,
0: mm-hmm.
2: like it's shocking in in the sense of like that this is delayed. But I guess uh, you know, hey, uh, yeah. getting a DID diagnosis as a child is extremely rare, almost unheard of. It's far more likely that the psychiatrist would have told Rabbi Spectre that his son had created some imaginary friends, and this isn't unusual for children. But Mark should probably have some therapy to help him work through whatever issues are leading him to feel the need for imaginary friends,
1: which is yeah, which you think is sound advice. Yeah, so I,
2: I think that's true. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, so you might be he might be jumping the gun a bit there, <laughs> or yeah. maybe Mark is listening to some totally other just dis- other conversation <laughs> about something else. No, no, I, happens, I, I, think,
2: yeah. I think I think I think, yeah. I think uh, Lena's got it right. <laughs> yeah, and
1: absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah. yeah, so I think it's jumping. Um, yeah. Fair enough. Uh, but again, I mean, uh, just looking at from all aspects as well, Rebecca, um, just with the the format of the comic issue and stuff, um, I, I guess Lemire had to kind of speed things through a little. I mean, that's why he's kind of... I'm I assuming... mean, I guess
2: his options were, yeah. were, were doing a time skip to when Mark was a bit older. Yeah. Um, yep. Yes. But yeah, I mean, like... Um, but, yeah, it's a choice. It's a choice, and mm. it's probably a choice made out of slight ignorance on that or just wanting to compress yes. the time. Yeah, that's what I um, But you're
1: right. Yeah, it could be yeah. a bit of both, actually. Yeah. So.
2: Yeah, Or uh, it may be that of the incredibly rare, it's it's incredibly rare except in comics. Yeah. Like, you know, oh, like, yeah, it. It's yeah. incredibly rare <laughs> for people to have. Uh, and I don't mean to make light of what Lane is saying no. here, because, honestly, what she says is absolutely right yeah. but um i just want you know that extremely rare thing of comics of having all these people suddenly find each other yeah. um yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh but in terms of educating people about uh therapy and diagnosis it's not helpful but no you
1: know. no for sure um so the next bit of i guess conversation uh, dissociative spectrum distinct identities even if Mark were diagnosed as DID, this terminology probably would not have been used back in the mid to late 80s. Oh, yeah, of course. I like how Lane has timestamped this because yeah, it yeah. is established at the beginning uh, with his yeah. toys and stuff. Yeah. Back then, it would have been known as multiple personality disorder. Uh, it didn't. Okay, get... there we go. Yeah. <laughs> that's, get...
2: that's where that comes in. So I'll yeah. apologize for my previous, but
1: yeah. Um,. And it didn't get changed to dissociative identity identity disorder until 1994. It was still classified under the category of dissociative disorders back then, and there are other dissociative disorders, such as dissociative amnesia, uh, depersonalization, derealization, and fugue. Uh, But it is highly unlikely that a psychiatrist in that time period would have used the terminology terminology dissociative spectrum to describe Mark's condition. My guess is that Lemire was trying to equate it with the terminology that people use for the autism spectrum. Yeah, actually, probably today. But yeah, as that's far what as I yeah, me too. Um, but as far as I'm aware, I don't think that type of terminology is often used when discussing dissociative disorders, even in current times. So it might have been just like a little, yeah, a bit of an. Sounds ignorance. like a
2: slight misunderstanding. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. We know he might not have known it was DID, but it's something dissociative. Yes. Um, and not realizing that actually, you know, it's not a spectrum. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not laughing. I don't know why I'm laughing. No, there, no. Like, sorry.
1: It's kind of like it's similar to say, um, if if um, you know, a comic book writer has written something about your profession, and it's just written in a very kind of obviously.
2: Um, yeah, like kind it happens, of terms. happens quite often happens, with yeah. li- librarians. like library, Yes, ship, yeah, I'd imagine. Just my previous profession. Like people get it wrong all the time, but that's fine. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't have the same kind of impact, but yeah, it's, it just makes me laugh that like, people yeah. think libraries are sort of stuck in the seventies. But yeah. <laughs> um, so the next uh, snippet of conversation. But he needs treatment immediately. Therapy is not enough. Medication. Mm. Uh, It's very unlikely the psychiatrist would be that harsh with his language towards Mark's father. Talk therapy is actually the most effective method for treating D.I.D., so I'm not sure why the therapist would immediately dismiss it as being not enough. Also, there's no medication that's specifically made to treat D.I.D. However, there there are medications that can help with symptoms that often go with D.I.D., such as depression, anxiety, and confusion. But these types of medications can often have harsher side effects on children than they do on adults. So it probably wouldn't be the first treatment recommended for young Mark. Uh, And I'll add that I think there's medication for schizophrenia. Ah,
1: okay. So So, um, so we can see kind of the wheels coming off a little in in Lemire's research. (laughs) I think –
2: I mean, I I think – I mean, like, because I I have a friend with schizophrenia who's on Mm -hmm. medication for it, so – I don't know if it's something they prescribe to kids, but I know she's had she was diagnosed relatively young, like in her right. teens. Right. So,
1: um, yeah, and also interesting that Lana is talking about how the um, the therapies wouldn't be so harsh, you know, in in saying.
2: I mean, yeah. um, right. I mean, it makes yeah. sense. It's like, uh, and if you've got an appointment with a psychiatrist, that's stage one. So, like, therapy seems yeah. like always the way you should go for, especially for kids.
1: Yes, exactly. Um, yeah. You know,
2: like but hey uh,
1: again unless of course Mark is <laughs> misinterpreting but yeah I doubt it yeah. Uh, yeah or they're
2: making it all scary or yeah. it's somehow to tie in with the whole mental hospital allegory of the whole um run uh yeah who knows like because mm. there's obviously a lot of medication involved in that and yeah. and uh,
1: yeah who knows yeah um So we get more snippets uh, during this scene. Uh, Mark also overhears, possibly time away from home, more aggressive methods of treatment. Uh, So Lena continues, here the psychiatrist seems to be referring to institutionalising Mark and possibly things like shock therapy, uh, which we know in the Lemire run, we we do see it. So it's kind of... It's, it's what I associated with, I guess, when I read it. Options like this would almost certainly not be discussed with the father of a child as soon as they were diagnosed. First of all, the days of people with mental illnesses being locked away for years simply because they have a diagnosis have been over for decades. Uh, there are still behavioural health facilities, but they are not anything like what you see in the movies, like One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. In modern times, people are usually only institutionalised if they are a danger to their self or others uh, if they have committed a crime while not in a coherent state of mind or if they decide they need help to overcome an addiction or other issue. It would probably not be recommended for a child as young as Mark unless he was actively harming himself and several other options to help him um, had been tried and failed. The simple fact of being diagnosed with DID would definitely not be enough to warrant such an extreme response. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, and
2: that's something I do know because my my yeah. sister, as I, have was a mental health social worker for a five year period of her professional life. She was helping. She was one of the people who could certify uh, sectioning people, which is yeah. the institutionalizing it, and and it's pretty rigid. The rules about like how bad it has to be and mm-hmm. how many people have to sign it off and. Uh, and things like that. And it's, yeah. it does seem like shocking that this would be like the father of a child would be one of the initial conversations because that's obviously yeah. going to terrify. It's been terrifying.
1: Oh, it would be. It would think, be. Yeah. yeah.
2: Um, and it'd, it'd be terrifying for a child to hear. I mean, exactly. Like, and even be... if the child didn't fully understand it, it would be, you know, that would yeah. be running away from home moment.
1: For oh, me, it know. would be rather rather insensitive, I think, um, t- yeah. to do that. Um, yeah. Yeah.
2: So, I'll, I'll finish off the. So, as for shock therapy, that is sometimes still used, but only uh, again in extreme cases. And I don't think it would ever be used on a child's jingle's mark. Uh, it's a very controversial treatment nowadays. There are some who swear by it, such as the late Carrie Fisher, who claimed it helped tremendously with her bipolar disorder even though she admitted that it caused her to lose a lot of memories of her past. Mm. Our system has never had to have shock therapy. And personally, we're grateful for that. We've talked to some other DID systems who have had it done, and it seemed to do more harm than good for them, often causing the creation of more alters who have intense phobias of electricity. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've heard similar things, is that it can be good. Okay. But it's definitely out of favour now. Like, yeah. you know...
1: I'm wondering also as well, Rebecca, I mean, again, just looking at it a step back as well, and I know the idea of us going through this issue issues to focus in on the DID, but um, I'm just wondering whether, you know, issue 10, it's kind of like a flashback to Mark's childhood, but it, it's probably through the eyes of Mark's or it's through the narrative of Mark's mind as well.
2: Mm, so potentially
1: yeah. that could be colouring, why things are so um I agree. extreme i feel yeah
2: i mean it could also be why ages are wrong
1: yes there's a lot of yes. ways
2: we can excuse this yeah and, <laughs> yeah and i'm not i'm not saying we should or shouldn't either way no. because you're not wrong this is this is coming through you know the interspersed stories we're getting is he's not sure about his mind yeah and reality and his memories and um, and we know the whole mental asylum thing with the Egyptian gods is a little bit surreal, yeah.
0: there's
2: a lot of surreal going stuff, you know, the space wolves there's a lot of surreal <laughs> stuff going on as yeah. well, at the same time as this, yeah. and and I think a lot of it is to unbalance us, but you're right, we're getting the narrative yep. is Mark's it's, memory a
1: yeah, which so... we know
2: might not be like, and you know, he could have been older when he had this, he could not have heard those, but there'd be things he feared mm-hmm. but you know all we can really work on is the text we have exactly. as well yeah, and sure. and especially in terms of using the text as a way to explore DID true. like i think i yeah. think you know we can come back to it and we can explain all of it narratively and yeah. uh, say these are the reasons why but but actually it's giving us this opening to talk about so we might as well you know that's, so that's why we're that's thinking true. about that as they are exactly. so nobody needs to anyone who's coming at it from that the other side is like we're not dismissing that we're just sort of saying but let's take what's in the comic to learn about the ID with the resource of Lena. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. Because me and Ray wouldn't give you anything like this level of insight. No, exactly. We wouldn't know where to start. As you you know, we would be stumbling through it. So
1: So, come on, focus, Ray. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) Next one. Next one, um, Mark's attempted eavesdropping is interrupted by a voice behind him asking what he's doing. When he says that he is listening to the doctor talk to his dad, the voice tells him, That man in there is not your true father. I am. Mark turns to see Conchu in his bird skulled appearance from the Ellison Shelby run of Moon Knight. Conchu then tells Mark, Soon you will come to me and you will be complete. Uh, I'm getting some serious Darth Vader vibes here. Yeah, me, me too, Lena. Uh,
2: Especially as he had a Darth Vader sticker on his bedroom door. Yeah. It's, just, it's all coming together for me <laughs> yeah, now.
1: It's a, that's a, that's a t- tight bit of writing here. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. When Mark's father comes out of the psychiatrist's office to tell Mark that he's very sick and they will have to send him to a place where they can help him get better, he apparently doesn't see Konshu. It seems that only Mark sees Conchu. as he tells Mark, I'm waiting. It's, you see,
2: yeah. and these pages are what... Like, this is weird to me again. And this is where I would go with the argument about Mark, Mark's memory not mm-hmm. being... It's because, like, this this is adding a whole layer of, like, seeing Khonshu before... No, no, it
1: does. He ...even
2: joined the CIA, never mind the Merck thing, yeah. and...
1: Um, yeah, that's weird. It, it really does put an origin in the spin... Uh, the origin in the spin by having it this it puts, early.
2: It also puts in the, like, is... Is this right? Is this like you know? Does it work? Like can we work this out? Can we? Yeah. Um, it's it, it was that was kind of one of the sort of shocking conversations of this issue. Is like, or maybe Mark's remembering it as a different age, or maybe you know, like mm. it's again, it's unsettling us.
1: It is. Um, yeah. I mean, the whole run was very. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, not unsettling, but it was just. Um, it was open to a lot of things. It was it was yeah.
2: almost unanchored in, yes. like Moon Knight, like runs. Mm. So, uh, which is why I always said it was going to be impossible to like come in and, and properly oh. follow it up, um, yeah. because it left us with so many uncertainties. Yeah.
1: Or, or, or drop uh, someone who's interested in Moon Knight. Oh, go read the Lemire run. I mean, uh, a <laughs> good laugh. Yeah,
2: and it's like, which is funny because like, obviously, it is like one my, my favorite run. Yeah. But it's not the one I would say start with, because you no. can't. You need to know something about the character before you're questioning things. Mm-hmm. Um, so here we go with, uh, I think Lane is about to make the same point. <laughs> <laughs> uh, throughout the story arc, it seems Lamir is leaving, us, leaving it up to the interpretation of the reader as to whether Khonshu is an actual Egyptian god or an aspect of Mark's mental health issues. There's been lots of debate over this for over the years, but personally, I think it's entirely possible that it could be both. It's not all that uncommon among DID systems to have a certain type of alter called an introject. These are alters that are based on either fictional characters or real people that exist in the external world. They're basically the DID system's headcanon version of that person, based on their perception of what that person is like. Sometimes, this can be a person who is one of their perpetrators because they feel like they need to keep the air abuse going, or because it's all they know, or it could be someone, whether real or fictional. Makes the system feel comfortable as a way of alleviating the pain of trauma.
1: Well, it's definitely not the latter. <laughs> so, yeah, um, I
2: yeah. I have always liked the idea of it being both. Mm. Ever since Marvel started to play with it, so I am fully on board with Lady here, and it's nice to have an explanation of of how that works within a, a proper yeah I mean proper mm. like. A did system in the real world, as opposed to in comics, is what I mean yeah. by a real did system. Because we we have already shown that Marx has been up and down on how it's uh, portrayed, and and again, it, it's I still have that kind of would you have come to him this young?
0: Mm, yeah, um,
2: yeah. and maybe this is a sign that this is none of this can be trusted. But I and it's also a really interesting insight in his his view of Conshu
0: yeah. and
2: as an introject alter um, sparring with his father as paternal figure is extremely interesting mm. oh, I, I think because this this, yeah. this is the this is the dude who raised him from the dead versus the dude who raised him in life
1: yes That was yeah.
2: a very poetic way of putting it for me so <laughs> you, you may all use that in your wiki summary. <laughs> uh, your um but- yeah
1: yeah, I like the I like this idea, but I also like the idea of this coupled with what we're talking about. Um, uh, uh, it's up to the interpretation of the reader. Oh, actually, sorry, yeah. of um of Mark actually, um not remembering correctly things and things are being misplaced. And so in in this in his mind, um you know, again in my say in my head canon, maybe he did come across Conchu later on um, when he was a merc, uh, but he's also then had an introject, um, I don't know if that works then because then he would have been a bit older. And I think, actually, Lena was saying that you you don't. Uh, DRD systems don't create introject alters um, later on, I think. Well, anyway, that's probably something, guess, Lena, I that you may no. clarify. Yeah. Um, but, no, I like this idea that it could be both. Yeah. I think it's really good. Um, it certainly would go some way in... M- Explaining, or, or not explaining, but of of kind of making sense out of what Lemire is is kind of just touching upon. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but very good, very cool. Uh, Elena continues. Uh, sorry, Rebecca. Unless you had anything else to, to add? No, no. Um, so Elena continues. Often, when these interdict altars first come into existence, they will believe they are literally. Uh, they literally are that person. It is important for them to learn to come to terms with the fact that although they may be a version of that person, they are actually an alter in a DID system. Oh, This can be very difficult for them because it feels like an invalidation of who they think they are, but they need to accept it because if they don't, it can create a lot of internal and potentially external conflicts. It could even be lethal, like for instance, if they believed that they were bulletproof or had the ability to fly or heal from injury. But it's important to also keep in mind that although they are not really the person or character that they thought they were, they are no less real than any of the other alters. Once they have accepted the reality of this situation, they can start forming their own sense of identity as an alter, which will of course be influenced by their own experiences as part of their DID system. So as time goes by, they will become less of a carbon copy of the person or character that they were originally based on. So yeah, this is interesting because I know that Lena has some. Um, uh is part of a system that some of the yep. alters are based on. Uh, I think I think they mentioned yeah, that's mutants. the next paragraph. Oh that's okay, the yes. next paragraph. <laughs> yeah, don't get ahead of
2: ourselves. Okay. Uh, but I think it is interesting, because I think, like, uh, she nailed it earlier when she was saying they're basically the the headcanon version of that person. Mm, yeah. So, yeah. they're the facts, I mean, like, where they can be a facsimile of some of the fictional characters, because you can have all that information. If they're of a real person, they can only ever be your impression of that person, or yes. what you know about that person. Yeah, true. Um, and and I, I understand, yeah, it would be really hard to learn that you were actually an alter, and... Come to terms with that.
1: That would be, that would be like heartbreaking, wouldn't it? I mean,
2: I mean, I don't it's, know about it's heartbreaking, a... but like, uh, it's it's definitely a level of self-realisation that, again, most of us don't have to go through. Mm. Um, like, of sort of questioning what's real about yourself. Yeah. Um, but to be but... told
1: essentially that you're not real, um, if indeed this interject altar is. You know, I guess breathing. there's,
2: yeah, yeah, I guess there's ways and and means of doing it, but yeah. effectively, it is, um, but like, uh, <laughs> that's the kind of thing that does give me a great insight into good writing about Mark and that mm-hmm. uncertainty and the internal struggles that he would be going through,
0: yeah. and
2: and you know, like while we, while that we joke about it, we don't joke about it, but while we we, we raise that conflict that Marvel has created about is Konshu real or not. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of takes it to another level when you know that actually could be going on with inside Mark as well. Like we know, Mark yells it at Consu at times. You're not real. You're just in my head. Yeah. But I don't think we mean it, that's not in the same sense as you're just in my head because you're an altar. It's like it's just he's like I don't believe in you as a god. Um, and uh, it's it's fascinating.
1: Mm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But
2: then you get better writing of it where he does and. It is more like he's an altar. Like I think more of the, the recent stuff is more is better on that. Yes, yeah. And then you get the Lemire run where he's uncertain of everything, and so are we. But, <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. You know. Open to interpretation.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, Lena then writes, in our system we have a few alters that are either interjects or interject adjacent. We have a pair of identical twin sisters mm. based on fictional characters from a story that Doug, yes, our Doug wrote, But since Doug never got around to finishing that story, the fictional character versions of them weren't fully fleshed out. So the alter versions of them didn't have a lot to pattern themselves after besides their names and appearances. Uh, It's important to note here that even though these interject alters were based on characters that someone from our own system created, that doesn't mean that we invented these alters on purpose. Mm -hmm. I think that is an interesting distinction there. Um, The creation of these alters still happened on a subconscious level because of a traumatic event. Um, our subconscious mind just chose to base them on these characters from Doug's memories of the story that he wrote. The other introjected Jason Alters we have are very loosely based on two characters from Marvel Comics, Rachel Summers of the X-Men and Danielle Moonstar, a.k.a. Mirage, of the New Mutants. But in the case of these twos, twos? In the case of these two... <laughs> It was pretty much just their physical appearance and in the case of Rachel, her first name, they're based on these characters. They don't have superhero costumes, they don't have the mutant powers in the eternal world, and they don't really identify as those characters. So it's more a case of inspired by rather than based right. on in their cases. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's also impossible for buildings and other local- locales in the internal world to be based on real life or fictional places. And we used to have a mansion in our internal world that was loosely inspired by Xavier's School for Gifted Youngsters. <laughs> Can you tell <laughs> So this is interesting. Yep. Have we talked about buildings and locales no, in this the is, internal world? No, this is yeah, so, so cool. One, yeah. So, Lena, more on that sometime, please. Yes, on please. The, the fleshing out of the world. I think that, that plays into um, Ray talking about how, some of these realizations come about internally and how that how those quests yeah. happen it's like yeah what, what is that like around the the altars like what is that the world the geography
1: because it, it, it. It, it now now that yeah that's
2: fascinating
1: yeah it is and it, it is a
2: total sense it makes total sense uh, especially if uh, when you when you say things like going on quests to understand this or to do that um that it wouldn't be this kind of just people in this blackness of our mind you know like yeah it would that there would be you know we all know that when we have daydreams when we have dreams we we, we're fully capable of of having entire landscapes and so that's actually very interesting as well so i'd like to ask not just about how they happen generally but like these specific ones so this Xavier's school is that somewhere that um, the system uses for something or is it just as a kind of oh that's cool um, yeah you mean like just like flesh a backdrop out the world. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah to flesh yeah. out the world or something that has a purpose and yeah. is that something all DID systems have like significant buildings, locales, yeah. or is it uh, is that just yeah so that would be that's a question for maybe understanding D.A.D. 4 or 5, you know, whatever you want to get around. I mean, I don't know what Lane is thinking of doing next. I don't want to get into that. Uh, I don't want to preempt. But,
1: but I mean, uh, that's true as well because, yeah, yeah, when I did ask that earlier, um, my mind was going towards more of a – I mean, not not like the black space and and people standing around, but like even just even a more abstract – you know, it's a bit hard to imagine, but just an abstract interaction between – you know, I think
2: I was thinking more like um, Homes you've lived in And right. Or like places you went You know like things that were You know used to uh, Not used to you but like You yeah. know I sometimes think about my childhood homes And What's I familiar. can only remember late yeah. one. I can yeah. only remember like the layout of one or two rooms Or the garden or something like that yep. And I can imagine them kind of Melding into this kind of My fortress of solitude Kind of thing like mm. um all these bits and, and patterns so it would be interesting to know like now that's been mentioned is is you know what the, what what the sense of that is for
1: yeah i'm I'm very um curious to know Lana as well so yeah uh, great question as well Rebecca um, going on Lana says getting back to the marvel character that this article is supposed to be about my interpretation mm-hmm. of the issue of whether Konshu is real is this. Uh, Mark really was chosen by the actual being known as Conchu, whether he was a literal Egyptian god or an alien being or whatever the case may be, and this is probably the first time that Conchu reached out to contact Mark, but sometime in the intervening years Mark's mind may have created an interject altar based on Conchu. Yeah, that that's what I was kind of like edging towards, yeah, Rebecca, yeah. because of the trauma of having the actual Conchu messing with his head. This, of course, makes things more ambiguous because Mark would have a difficult time determining which Conchu is talking to him. Yeah, ad- absolutely. yeah. adds absolutely adds another layer of what is real or what is you know in his head or what yeah. is Conchu inspired. Yeah.
2: Uh, As the scene transitions again to the present, we see Mr. Knight once again hearing the call of Conchu and going down into the sewer to confront Anubis, who still holds Crawley captive. Uh, Mr. Knight tries to renegotiate to free Crawley, and Anubis at first refuses, saying their deal is finished. But when Mr. Knight presses the matter, Anubis finally admits there is something he lost in the overvoid, and if Mr. Knight can retrieve it, he will release Crawley. However, Anubis won't tell Mr. Knight what it is, saying only you'll know it when you see it. Hmm. Crawley tries to tell Mr. Knight not to accept this new deal, just to let him go, but Mr. Knight says he can't do that and dives into the empty space around the ferry, carrying Anubis and Crawley. Crawley looks very chill in all these scenes. He's very, yeah, yeah. He's he's always pretty chill, but he looks extremely chill in this.
1: (laughs) And I, I like the way that he was actually used in... In this Lemire run he's yeah, always been yeah. a, a little bit of uh, I mean an, an off, uh, I mean on the I'm about to say like uh, um, on the fringes kind of thing yeah yeah um, yeah so yeah really cool uh, as he free falls through space on the next page he hears voices saying things like not working increase the dosage and might need to try more aggressive methods this seems to indicate that he might be still in the mental hospital and all of this might be happening within the internal world of his mind but he seems to not care about that because he needs to see his quest through to the end. As I said earlier in this article, sometimes it's important to see these things through, even if it is all in Mark's head. It is a very important, uh, it is a very real part of the structure of Mark's mind, and learning more about that can help Mark and his altars to understand themselves better. As he lands in an upside-down world, he sees people in ancient Egyptian peasant-looking garb fleeing from something. Uh, he starts to ask what's going on, but then turns around to see a very mean-looking man dressed in ancient Egyptian finery um, riding a giant insect with a pyramid floating in the sky behind him. Mm-hmm. Oh, expletive deleted. Indeed, Mr. Knight.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, so I'd, I'd just add that not just peasant gear, but potentially slave gear. Oh, like yes. if we're talking about Ju- Judah, Jews in Egypt. So that's mm-hmm. another little interesting, like... Um, his people running off while he's left with the uh, Egyptian overseer. Yeah. On a yeah. bug.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on, a bu- on a bug. Some sort on a of bug. scarab or something. But um, it is interesting. It, it seems to be kind of well established, uh, at least in this portion of the, the issue, because Mr Knight is hearing those other voices like beyond... Yeah. Which would be yeah. like in the, the real world So he seems to be, yeah, going on a quest here um, And I like what Lena says About you just, you've just you just got to go through it Anyway, I mean, that's, that's kind of I guess that justifies why Miss Knight um, Despite what Crawley says Says, no, nah, look, I'm going to have to do this anyway So, yeah
2: Sorry, I didn't Is the next bit a new paragraph or like the same one? Because I think I may have interrupted you In the middle of a paragraph Oh, no No? Like it, so it's, so it's as we end. Oh, as we end.
1: Cli- oh, is that connected?
2: Uh, I think so. Oh,
1: okay. Should I just continue then?
2: Yeah, yeah. and then I'll do the next. Okay. Uh,
1: as we end on this upside down cliffhanger, cliff climber, <laughs> country decrees that it's time for ratings. Uh, as a comic book story, I really like this one a lot. Smallwood's art was superb, especially the extremely realistic facial expressions. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, There were several bits of really creative visual storytelling, like the words fading in and out when Mark was eavesdropping, and the upside-down pages at the end. The plot was very compelling, uh, the way it wove together the past and present with interesting revelations in both. Uh, From a purely story and art perspective, I'm going to give this one a nearly full moon at 9.5 out of 10. Uh, Well, Lena, you wouldn't be far off from. I'm assuming what Rebecca and I and Conishu probably gave it as well.
2: I'm sure we gave. I don't think we gave any of these particularly bad scores.
1: So. <laughs> I think we um, exceeded so ten. It's we're,
2: Far, yeah. It'd be very funny to look back and see what we gave them. I think we
1: but... ended like 13, 15 out of We are going a bit silly there. But yeah, know.
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, I'll carry on because there's this. Um... However, I don't think I can be quite as generous when it comes to representation of mental health. Mm-hmm. The depiction of the DID itself wasn't too horrible. Uh, it was somewhat inaccurate, but not necessarily stigmatizing. But the depiction of the mental health profession left a lot to be desired. I'm not going to go over every point of it again, as I already explained it in depth earlier in the article, but Lemire showed the psychiatrist being a lot harsher in his treatment recommendations than what would likely have happened in real life. Mm-hmm. This is a common problem in fictional stories about mental health professionals and can unfortunately lead to people being more afraid than they should be to take their children to therapy or to seek help for themselves. Um, I don't think Lemire was necessarily trying to paint the psychiatrist as a villain but I think writers of fiction need to be more careful with how they portray mental health professionals because many people already have a lot of fears about seeking treatment for mental health issues. And after all, avoiding treatment for mental health can be just as dangerous and potential as avoiding treatment for physical health. Absolutely, Mm -hmm. and that is the takeaway, and that is why these things should get checked. Yes. Is um, even though this on its own might not be enough to put someone off going to therapy, the drip-drip of getting it in all Uh, forms of media... Absolutely. I mean, like... You know, like I met my best friend had to go to therapy when she was very young.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: She was absolutely terrified and just lied to them, which was bad because, like, you know, she absolutely could have done with help. Yeah. I was made to go. We went. We had to get a family therapy after my mom died. I literally just shut down. I was like mm-hmm. I have no interest in this. And it's just like these things are all things that could help you. And yes. um, and again, one of the better things about modernity is that we are less stigmatized about there is less stigma about getting your mental health seen to um as your physical health and absolutely has uh effects one to the other yeah. uh so you but, know
1: i mean uh, by that same token as well then there's no reason why writers can't uh portray i guess psychiatrists like in in a decent no, and, light. I, yeah. and i'm i'm yeah.
2: hoping we'll start to see more of that mm. because i think uh yeah uh sometimes when you're trying to compress storylines it's easy to to get to the most serious treatment first but there should be there are ramifications to um pop culture crossover of these things the other idea is you know like having better depictions in one form so that other forms can have some of these like
1: yeah
2: you know but overall the picture has been bad and i think is getting better
1: yes it has yeah for sure um and with this article though i think it's great i think lane has distilled it in this uh basically saying look Lemire hasn't hasn't gone out to make the psychiatrist a villain it's just something that
2: uh, it's just something that's it yeah
1: yeah for his purpose um for the writing to to you know to get from a to b um he's used the psychiatrist in such a way um but yeah the, the ramifications as you say rebecca um you know the drip of having this having psychiatrists portrayed like this each and every time um, it's, it can't help. Uh, so I can imagine, cause I know, I know this is something that Lena, um, really feels strongly, um, for, you know, just the, the stigmatization mm. of like psychiatrists and professionals in this, in this field. So, yeah, I mean, I did not So I think this is a big takeaway because I did not pick this up on my initial read, uh, like many of the things that Lena had mentioned, but, um, just something as simple as that, you know, as simple as yeah. that. Psychiatrist being harsh in his conversation um, with Mark's father, uh, you know that speaks volumes. You know, Uh, so yeah, it's um, great, great pickup, Lena, and uh, yeah, fantastic. It's it's great to see this issue like in a different light or under a different kind of Mm -hmm. lens. Yeah,
2: definitely. Yeah.
1: Um, So finally, Lena uh, closes out with, however. I will admit that the portrayal of the psychiatrist could have been worse. At this point, he was just talking to Mark's father about treatments. It wasn't specified how long Mark was going to have to stay in the mental health facility, and the shock therapy was only hinted at, not explicitly stated or shown. So with that and the fact that Mark and his alters weren't shown in a negative light it gains a few points but I think I do need to take up a s- uh, several points due to the importance of showing a more positive representation of mental health professionals. So I will rate this one at a waning gibbous 6 out of 10 for the mental health aspect for an overall average of a barely waxing gibbous 7.75 out of 10 i love two decimal places let's go um but that, not bad not bad, <laughs> that's though. not bad at all uh that's all i have for now but i'll be back with another article next uh next time uh, until then may conchu watch over the denizens of the night thank you very much lena uh awesome stuff i i, I did withhold from saying next month i know uh we spoke um just online about saying that. I guess, uh, well, it could be next month, uh, but we're looking to the next understanding DID sometime in the new year. Uh, so yeah, yeah, that's yeah. pretty much how it worked. Um, we did, as as Rebecca mentioned at the at the top of the show, we have come a bit late. Uh, with discussing this this part so um yes yeah, so and now it actually works out fine <laughs> it actually works out fine um but yeah no thank you so much lena uh, yeah rebecca uh, it's fantastic going through the um these articles
2: yes it's always fun it's, it's fascinating and um uh yeah i just i don't know why i feel like i say sorry again it's like <laughs> i i have lots of questions i don't want to feel i don't want to be offensive um but i am so so happy Mm-hmm. That did systems have come in to educate us about this? Yeah, uh, Lena especially, but everyone else. And yeah. um, you know, it's it's great to have you in the community, and it is uh, really uh, it's it's something we should all take on board and learn more about all these. Everything we yep. can, and this is such a great resource. So thank you very much. Yeah,
1: absolutely. and actually, I say also want to give another shout out to another loony, um, part of a DID system as well, Jay Bird. So uh, Lena um, is great in giving this information as well. But um, there are a couple of others, a couple of other loonies out there um, who have been instrumental in in kind of uh, voicing DID. Yeah. Uh, we have a channel on Discord. Uh, thanks again to Lena, for uh, setting that up. It's called Understanding DID. Uh, so if you have, let's keep the conversation going. If you have any other questions or you'd like to ask, yeah, it's Lena really something interesting directly, as
2: well. Some yeah, great um, conversations which I unfortunately tend to just read and dip in and out of um, mm. because I'm so busy when I get to them. Yep. But yes, thank you to everyone helping us. Yeah, through for this. sure.
1: Uh, Rebecca, you asked me to remind you of something. Yeah. Yes. So I'm
2: in this comics Discord, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm just trying to find the comment. I woke. up I didn't reply to this because I was too. I just. I don't have the en- energy. Um, <laughs> so they were talking about the age of conshu and whether Mark, whether Moon Knight has superpowers or not. And ev- the, so there's a, these are people who are comic readers, and there's a lot of um, uncertainty. So this, it seems that these are a lot of the questions we're going to get. Is, Does um, Mark have superpowers? um right it, are his superpowers tied to lunar phases and um is he, or is he just a peak human so expect to be asked about that i just i oh. didn't want to get involved in it because again it was something i read at 6 a.m oh. when we were really when we were really talking about free comic book day title which is yeah. um avengers x-men oh. so without the verses so yeah um yeah so, okay. but it was a kind of a weird thing to wake up to because like we hadn't been talking about Moon Knight. So yeah, yeah. it's just kind of interesting. So, interesting. Um,
1: yeah, interesting. I um, like when
2: it crops over And I think there is a lot of confusion about that um, because it's just been different per run. It, <laughs> like, it has. You know, and, like, and things have been added has.
1: onto it as well. You know, the Bemis run. Um, so it's, it's a pretty hard to track. Um, but yeah.
2: Yeah. I just think I was like going, I don't want to wake up and have to write this. Well, it's a little bit, it depends where you take from here or what you take from there. there. You know, like, so it's going to be, it's another interesting thing to sort of, um, posit for, see what happens, see how Jed's run plays out with that. Mm. And also for the TV show, like where, which way they go with that. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, we saw
1: on that teaser, him leaping across those buildings. So there's kind of,
2: yeah, there's definitely some, uh, Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. Um, but, look, hey, I think just the answer is he, he can do anything. I mean, yeah. um, he's, he's been known to, we yeah, to. have powers and he he's sometimes doesn't. So, yeah, I don't know where it lies now. Um, he seems to be super-powered because, you know, he's... I
2: think he does. I mean, like, personally, yeah. I think he does. Um, yeah. I, I don't see how...
1: You can't survive. Yeah, I, just, I
2: think he does. I don't know yeah. if I'd be able to say exactly what they are. Uh-huh. All the time, yeah. But I
1: think he does. So <laughs> yeah. I'm
2: just—I was excited to wake up and see people randomly talking about Moon Knight. That's like, so cool. Like, you know, I was just, oh, that's kind of cool. So expect yeah. a lot more of that. And also, if anyone's been following the Hawkeye season series oh. and all the t- all the amazing t-shirts, it definitely has the best range of t-shirts. Oh, the t-shirts. They're <laughs> yeah. so like, save your money now for Moon Knight. Is all I'm saying. Oh, oh yeah. And and in news, um, I saw a heavy rumour last night that Moon Knight is the next show.
1: Yes, from the Disney Plus in Spain, apparently. Yeah. They um said
2: yeah. what
1: the order of the next shows are. Yeah. So, so Rebecca Which is
2: what we're it's what we're assuming. I know it like, could I really be want this to be an episode I really yeah. want this to be an episode on my birthday, which is a Wednesday. So, so cool. Like, if it, if, it, if, it, if
1: it does then I don't know, we're gonna have to do something. I'm gonna have to We're gonna have we, we have will we'll special. have to, I'll
2: definitely be making a cake, don't worry. <laughs> The, the Marvel the, the Marvel cakes will be restored for a Moon Knight issue.
1: Could you make one of, like, Bushman's face?
2: <laughs> no, because I personally don't feel that that's an important thing to show. That would probably be the most controversial comment I've ever made on the podcast. But I personally will not be screaming into the void if we do not see Bushman's face ripped off. <laughs> I just thought it would be quite grisly you know, to
1: have a a ripped-off face as a cake. That's I don't a, want to disgusting. eat that. Yeah, but you're, you're <laughs> exactly. not going to have to
2: eat it. <laughs> it's what you forget uh, in that, right? That's true He <laughs> uh, yeah, and my family are going to be one's uh, eating that. Yeah,
1: dig, dig in.
2: <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I, look, I honestly do think February... March is um, oh my god! Uh, is no because so many of the oh, books yeah, are coming out.
1: I, I I'm with so you. Many. I'm just very excited. And, I'm just like a couple. And believe can I that. also
2: just say yeah. once again, Oscar Isaac's birthday is the same day as mine. So oh my gosh, really? So it would yeah. So like it would be kind of cute to have that as either yeah. a start or end date. So you know,
1: I it's can't. all coming together. <laughs> it is. It is. Oh gosh, just. Oscar, I hope... It's
2: not going to be hard to buy me a birthday present this year, is it really? I'll be like, no, just... No,
1: there's no excuse t-shirts.
2: Just Moon
1: Knight t-shirts, yeah. Yeah, t-shirts or any other... Like socks. I'm sure he's got socks already. There should be something else, I'm
2: sure. Can Does get he you. have... I want some socks. I oh want yeah, superhero socks. stuff. They, oh, did, it's... they did some eye socks. I am not going to superhero stuff. They charge a fortune oh, yeah, for delivery. Yeah, yeah, they do Hawkeye so, ones like... as well, do they? Uh... They did. I think Amazon have got some. Somewhere had some socks. Nice. Oh, I well, I
1: can't wait as well because I think well Ben Riley's getting his resurgence as well. So I'm looking forward to get some. Ben
2: oh Reilly yeah, he's good, right? Paraphernalia. Doing well. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So I um, hear it's good. Yeah,
1: yeah. I've been following uh, Amazing Spider-Man, so can't wait for his own title next year. Anyway, Loonies, we are kind of um, steering away. <laughs> If we were a boat, we'd be floating away now, Rebecca and I, into the <laughs> moors somewhere. We'd be drifting off into New <laughs> yeah, exactly, Egypt somewhere. Exactly. You know. exactly. Um, Rebecca, a huge thank you. It's always, it's, it's always fun. Um, uh, you bring so much insight as well, like on top of Lena's stuff. So um, can't thank you enough, of course, as well as just, you know, just having fun chatting with you.
2: <laughs> yeah, I say it's always fun to talk Moon and yeah. to be around that. Yeah. I, I forgot to say at the start when you were talking about your previous episodes, everyone has mm-hmm. been really on top form in recent episodes. Oh so yes, they
1: have. Yeah. Thank you
2: to everyone who has appeared and been around because oh, I've yes. greatly enjoyed them, even if I don't always go online to say I've greatly enjoyed them. Oh, I have.
1: It's very oh, awesome. It's good stuff, Rebecca. <laughs> um, have you got any any um any shows that you would like to to plug? I know that um, you're on a couple. But, uh,
2: I'm doing DCAU a lot at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um so if you ever want to watch the DCAU and here are my stupid thoughts as someone who doesn't know that much about D C. Uh-huh. Um, uh, a big thank you a
1: big uh, congrats on the fiftieth, by the way, as well. Thank and you. I did listen yeah. and uh, and yes, uh, if you haven't filled in that slot, I would I wouldn't mind talking what was it, the killing joke? <laughs> I think you guys would Oh my about. god. Awesome, <laughs> yes, come do the killing joke. Yeah,
2: That'll yeah, be right. Christmas suck. <laughs> um, and, um, I'm gonna, I didn't do the last Immortal Iron Fist, but I'm okay. gonna be on the next Immortal Iron Fist one that we're gonna record next week, so nice. we're doing Heroes for Hire from the 80s, mm. so it's got, like, UFOs, and oh, The yes. Eternals, and Black Knight, and Herc, awesome. and Jim Hammond, and it's all over wow, the place, that's wacky. But, um, <laughs> it's all over the place, but, um, it, it's kind of a fun run, and then hopefully we'll get onto Immortal Iron Fist soon, so. Yes yeah.
1: Awesome. Awesome, awesome. Yeah. Well, uh, there you go, listeners. Um, that will both of those shows um, will be in the show notes. Uh, the main pages for them: DCAU and the Sons of the Dragon and Immortal Iron Fist podcast. Uh, next phase, I think we're heading towards Rebecca. Potentially, will be seeing you again. Uh, I, I do believe. I can't. I could can get my diary sorted. Could be a new issue. Um, yeah, so, yeah, I think so. Mm, so we'll, um, we'll. I can't wait for that. Um, I mean, we were left with such a great issue last time. Uh, so check out our social media sites for just more information as that comes to hand as well. There will, of course, be a yeah, discussion yeah. thread. Yeah, just where you can plonk in all your your thoughts on the issue and uh, and we can bounce off them uh, when we discuss them ourselves.
2: Yeah, please
1: do. Yeah. Um, as always, our Petrunis, ITK – oh, sorry – patreon.com/slash Uh Please consider becoming a, a Patreon member. Um, it will go a long way. I'm thinking, yeah, I'm thinking of. Um, well, anyway, I'm, I'm just thinking a lot about other stuff. Um, about you <laughs> know what? To, yeah, just how to make the show bigger and better. Uh, a big thank you to, of course, Daniel, Drew, Justin, Derek, Kyle, Wayne, Jordan, Josh, James, Anthony, Russell, Michael, Mario, and Gavin. Thank you so much, every one of you. Uh, it's it's really great. All of it goes towards the show. Um, you know, more bells and whistles, uh, more kind of, you know, more quota for the podcast, um, podcasting data, whatever you call it. <laughs> uh, collectors dot com. Uh, check them out uh, for something. It's really measly. This is Australian dollars, I think. It's I think it's two dollars forty nine a month. It's very very small. Uh, consider, you know. Uh, using it to organize your comic book collection or or other maybe your music collection or your book collection. Uh fringe night by Daniel Doing. Uh his Patreon page, patreon.com slash fringe night twenty-seven. Go check it out. Daniel is a legend um, and he's done great work with his independent creator-owned stuff. Uh, as mentioned at the top of the show as well, Drew Tombs Tombs on SoundCloud. So that is soundcloud.com slash T O M B Z. Z. And also, uh, Drew's on Bandcamp at Lurk Music. So, Bandcamp, oh, sorry, Lurk Music with a CK.bandcamp.com. And finally, Dreamland Comics, uh, you can get uh, 20% off if you use the, the promo code MOON. And incidentally, as well, I just wanted to remind everyone, Drew was on, uh, on a couple of episodes ago as well. So, you can hear his uh, sweet, sweet sounds there.
2: Yeah, he was great. And yeah. Ozzy's just come to give everyone oh. a cuddle. she says
1: goodbye.
2: <laughs> He's giving me a cuddle on behalf of everyone. Ah, oh,
1: so. good old Ozzy. What is an ITK episode without a cat? With a cat. Right,
2: a cat. yeah, exactly. Yeah, is, he's, he's in my arms at the end <laughs>
1: yeah. um, And finally we're part of the collective So similar uh, to what we mentioned earlier DCAU, the DC Animated Universe podcast Which Rebecca features on Or Sons of the Dragon and Immortal Iron Fist podcast Again with Rebecca and the likes of Connor, Carl and Omar uh, Go check it all out uh, There's some so many great shows uh, banding about Under the moniker of hashtag the collective net uh, and finally, you can email us at feedback at com. We've got a website, itkmoonnight.com On Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Discord, Get Vocal and Podchaser. Um, Chuck us your thoughts. Uh, again, let us know what you thought about uh, this segment of Understanding D.I.D., any questions you may have. It's it's really great to just chat and interact with, with fellow Moon Knight fans. Uh, and incidentally, any reviews would be very much appreciated, uh, get them in before the end of the year. <laughs> um, no, oh, the seri- I should
2: do one. Yeah. yeah.
1: Oh, awesome. Yeah. Um, but seriously, yeah. I mean, they they go they help a long way um, to get the show out there a bit more. So, uh, cool. Uh, well, Rebecca and Ozzy, It's about yeah. lunchtime, there, isn't it? I think.
2: It's about we're gonna. That's. I think that may be why Ozzy's in my arms. Ah, timing. Even though cats do not get lunch. Oh no! Um, but, can yeah, tell that so, there's, uh,
1: there's food you know, about There's food to be about to be prepared. Yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah. Yes, yeah. Um so yeah, uh with that as well, I'm I'm about to I don't know, probably head off to bed soon. But um <laughs> but thanks again Rebecca. And um yeah. take everyone, care. Take care. And as everyone as everyone as we all say, may conch you watch over the denizens of the night. Catch you later.
0: Bye.
2: You know, there's a lot of comic book podcasts. There's podcasts for Moon Knight, comic book supervillains, Werewolf by Night, Ghost Rider, about a billion for Spider-Man, Batman, The X-Men. But there seems to be a void in comic book podcasts. And I just can't take it anymore. I just
1: can't take it.